Hello, my name is Paul Helmuth, and this podcast is a special series for me because it's a podcast where my grandfather tells the stories of his life the way he remembers it. My grandpa was born in the 1920s and grew up in the Amish community just outside Arthur, Illinois. In this episode, we'll talk about different jobs they did for other farms. We'll talk about the school he attended and also when he was called to serve in the church. We start by talking about the farm they lived on with only two pastures and 10 cows. And Grandpa tells about a landmark within central Illinois, Rockome Gardens. My grandpa remembers working on their land to paint fence posts. And we'll also hear him tell a story about the Al Brown farm where they made maple syrup. During that time, we didn't, uh, we didn't have much pasture for the cows. So we would herd them along the side of the road. But we'd herd them with, each of us had a horse. Uh, Eli had Perry and I had old Henry. Henry was a good riding horse. And so we would herd them along the road. And uh, there was one field that had uh, oats and corn in it. But there was no fence between it. And so after the oats were threshed, Grandpa wanted that pastured. And so we took the cows in there from the road, but we didn't let them get into the corn. And so we watched them all day long. We, well, the, it was time to milk the cows, and they'd turn them in the other, in the old field, and which was not a lot of pasture there. It was, it was a, a dairy farm to start with. The barn was fixed for dairy cows. But then a fellow by the name of Arthur Martin bought the farm. And uh, he done away with the dairy cows. But uh, he wanted to do something with that farm. And he got a fellow to move on the farm by the name of Ed Seitz. And Ed Seitz started a rock home garden. It is everything built out of rocks, fences and buildings. Some of them have got rock on the side of the building. Uh, they've, they've made uh, flower gardens with rocks around them. It's just, you, you just can't believe the side of the drive, I think that that was a uh, oh that was a fence about this wide, and they had they filled it up with dirt and put flowers in it. Flower garden, Arochikome, Rockome, and the first thing was a rock fence from the road into the. To the buildings. He built that on both sides of the drive all the way in. And then one day he came over to Grandpa and he said he would like to uh, have our boys or his boys to um, paint those posts out in the field. That was that was over a hundred acre farm. 
and they wanted all those posts paint, uh, painted over the whole farm. And uh, finally Grandpa said, yeah, we could do that. He said he would mix the paint if we would paint the posts. And these posts were all hog-tight, or the fence was hog-tight. One was on one side of the fence and one on the other. And we could splatter each other with paint. Terrible. The uh, boss came. He said he would like to take us to the author fair. And we could be there all day. He gave us money to spend at the fair. So we went to the fair one day. That was a that was a bonus. First time we'd ever been to fair. Uh, and he also he had a horse that uh, had four white feet up to the knees, and uh, he wanted to sell that. And Grandpa bought it, and that was my horse to drive for a while. We called him Silver. Well, he gave us that as a part payment for the painting the post. Well, it was 10 acres of hard maple, and, and that was, was good to, to make uh, maple syrup. So we'd, uh, in alone towards spring, we would go and Grandpa would mark the trees and I would go along with the, uh, what is it called? You drill a hole in where he marked and, and put a, a um, spout in there and hang a bucket on it, a two gallon bucket. So we'd hang them on and uh, every morning after that, we'd go and we had the two horses hitched to the sled, and then we had two 50-gallon barrels on the sled with lid on them, and we dumped this in these barrels, and then the sap from these trees. Then we haul it to the vat. Grandpa built a fire under it, and there was a vat, three vats. They were probably uh, two feet wide and four feet long. There was three of them. And uh, the sap that we'd gather every morning would pretty well fill all three of those vats. And then uh, we'd keep fire under there. And by the end of the day, we could take this, the maple syrup from those vats and put it in jugs. Five, no, 10 gallons of sap would make one gallon of syrup. It's a lot of cooking. Well, that was in the time in the spring when, when the sap would run from the trees until later on in the spring when it would quit running. 
Thank you for listening to the stories of Noah Helmuth the way he remembers them. When we come back, he'll tell us about his school and also about being called to serve in the Amish and Mennonite churches. Welcome back. We have more stories from Noah Helmuth. It was called the Baghdad School, Baghdad. And it was a it was a country school, you know, one room, eight grades. Uh, we had Amish boys and girls and uh, non-speaking uh, English boys and girls. And we, uh, we had as high as, I think the last year was 43 in school. And that was a, that was a big school. We, I mean, our teachers were English speaking and we studied in English. Well, well, there was one that, he was an Amish boy and he just couldn't speak English hardly. <laughs> so one day he got into another boy's dinner bucket and uh, so this guy went and told the teacher. So she brought him in and he said, I get it, but I eat it not. That's how he spoke English. But we, we always lived at the edge of the Amish. Well, around Arthur was, uh, I guess, predominantly Amish. But we lived seven miles. No, we lived seven, eight. Probably we lived about eight miles from Arthur. So we weren't really close. And we had English-speaking neighbors, and Dad, uh, he would thrash his oats, and they had English-speaking uh, people to help thrash oats. So we, well, I knew English fluently when I started the school. It was, it was a strange feeling. I know where I sat when the preacher was preaching. I don't remember what he said, but I, I know he said, before he sat down, he said, well, now I want to talk to the young folks. And that was in the Amish church. And, and I know where I sat, and I still remember the boys that were sitting with me. And I had this feeling, well, Lord, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Amish boys don't have a, a, a calling, but I did. And I had that calling all through my youth. And uh, when I, the Saturday before I was baptized, they, uh, they asked the boys if when they, uh, were ever called in the lot, whether they would say yes. That was really hard for me to say yes, but I did. But that still bothered me. And then when we joined the Mennonite Church, I thought, well, now, now I'm, I'm not bothered no more. But the Lord only took me as far as I was willing to go. 
the first thing that happened, I was in Sunday school and the teacher asked me if I would teach the Sunday school next Sunday. And I said, oh no, I can't. And that week I was really miserable. And I, the next Sunday I said, I'm not asking, but if you ask me again, I will not say no. Well, he gave me lots of time to think about it. And finally he asked me if I would teach the class the next Sunday, and I did. Oh, I was, uh, let's see, uh, 19 and 20, probably 23 or four. So, after that, our, our church had Sunday evening, they had a lot of children in church. So they wanted somebody to be for six months to teach and direct the children in, in the basement, six months at a time. And I was voted in three times. And I finally said, I think that's enough. Well then, the Lord didn't let me go by that. So the next thing I was asked by, we had a new minister, and he saw on the Constitution that it says that we need four elders one elected each year for four years. And again, I was one of the first elders elected for that Arthur Church. And my brother-in-law was the other. So I was, I was elected for two years and Omer Yoder was elected for four years. And then they elected, the next year they elected two more, one for two and one for four, so they had it going. Then, after that, our sister church in Chicago asked for, they said they don't have a pastor, and they wanted to know if, if for six, the next six months, if we could send somebody up one every month for six months until I get a pastor. Well, Grandma and I went twice during that six-month period. So the Lord was still working with me. And then after that, they asked if we would move to Chicago. And I said, oh no, we can't move our family up there. Well, would you help us then? So I said, uh, yes, we could do that. Two years later, they said, we've got a minister for every other Sunday. Would you come for the other, every other Sundays? So I checked this with the elders and they said, you go. So we did. And that lasted for almost a year. And then two years later, they said, would you move up here on weekends 
if we would furnish you an apartment. So I took that to the elders and they said, you go. So we, every weekend we went up to Chicago, four years. Thank you for listening to Grandpa tell you just a few of his stories he remembers from when he was growing up and as a young adult. One story that he shared with me was the first time he had to sing a solo in school. One time I sang We Three Kings of the Orionar, the third verse. Uh, I remember this song, let's see. Yeah, it's We Three Kings of the Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, worshiping God on high. And then the chorus, and I had the third verse, and she, the teacher, wanted me to sing that, and I said no, no, and she kept on, and I finally sang it at the Christmas program. That was the first solo I ever sung. Oh, it went good. That was the first time, but there's different times after we joined the Mennonite Church that I was asked to sing a solo at a Sunday evening program. I can't tell you the first solo I ever sang, but obviously his was extremely memorable. Thank you again for listening and joining me for each episode as we explore the stories of Noah Helmuth the way he remembers them. Have a great day.